Drink it in now. Deep left side carry on. Picks up a block. At the five. At the two. At the one to the end zone. Touchdown Detroit Lions. Drink it in now. Get up Stafford throws. It is end zone. I love the Lions. Say it with me. I love the Lions. Drink it in. Welcome to the Detroit Kool-Aid. Once again, uh, this is Mike Grifka here. Once again, uh, me and Derek weren't able to get our uh, schedules together, so uh, flying a little solo here today. Uh, I guess the nice part about this, without Derek here, I get the soapbox for the whole time, so you get to listen to a couple rants from me and a a couple other uh, issues I just want to talk about and touch base on for all Lions fans out there. Um, Once again, let me grab that uh, soapbox here first and uh, cover the first thing I might have a little issue with, simply because... uh, Puts the lines in a bad light. Uh, ESPN once again updated their power rankings after the uh, draft and the free agent signings, and uh, once again they give lines no respect. Uh, they have them coming in last in the division with the fewest amount of wins out of all the teams in the NFL. They do rank the lines 24th right now at this time with a projected seven wins. Uh, I don't think uh, the Lions are the worst team in the division. They made a number of improvements over the uh, off season. I still think they did more improvements than what the Packers did. Uh, the Vikings uh, lost a little bit, and I think the Bears may uh, find, uh, you know, for lack of a better term, water will find its level with the Bears. I think they were one of those teams that kind of got uh, rolling last year, got some confidence, and um, they just were able to string some uh, Ws together, even though uh, they did uh, pound Detroit in Chicago. Um, I believe uh, Detroit may be on the level with them this year. But uh, like I just said, ESPN uh, ranked the Lions last, not giving them any respect with the signings of uh, Trey Flowers, Justin Coleman, um, improving that defense. And I still believe they don't believe in uh, you know Matt Patricia as, a, as the coach. Um, they predict the Packers to come in third in the division. And they, right now they have them at a uh, power ranking of 12 with uh, eight wins, but uh, they also have the Vikings at 11 with eight wins, so that's pretty neck and neck, so I'm assuming if they were uh, to have the schedule go today that uh, they'd pick the Vikings over the Packers. Uh, They got the Bears in the top ten. They're at number seven with nine wins. Now, uh, once again, nine wins is only a nine and seven season, and uh, nine and seven in the division. Uh, Of course, that could win it. I mean, I think this is uh, one of the tougher divisions in football, but I believe... uh, the difference between uh, nine wins and seven wins for the Lions, um, they would be able to make that up this year. So, believing that uh, the Bears are the best team in this division, I'll take my Lions' chances against them any day of the week. But it just goes to show you once again that uh, the Lions get no respect from ESPN. They once again root for all their big teams, their big market teams, uh, Chicago. Chicago's a big city. They got a big fan base, loyal fans. You know, it's uh, Ditka and everything like that. We all remember that skit from Saturday Night live so they get they get a bunch of love Uh, once again the Packers get a bunch of love because they're Green Bay and they got Aaron Rodgers and even though we all saw you know Aaron Rodgers get blasted by a dragon on Game of Thrones which is probably one of the greatest things I've ever seen um 
it is Aaron Rodgers, and he is getting a little long in the tooth, and I don't believe the Packers made that many strides on offense this year to uh, improve that offense. Um, and I still believe their defense is uh, pretty mediocre. Um, and I think the Lions are right on par, if not better than the Vikings. Once again, I still believe Kirk Cousins is a completely average quarterback. Uh, they do have Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs, and they have a good running game. But uh, I think uh, Kirk Cousins is going to have to do more than just exist in the backfield to hand the ball off to the running game. Uh, their offensive line is still a little suspect, but they, uh, their defense is pretty decent. So, once again, maybe it'll take a few weeks before ESPN realizes that the Lions are a decent team and have a real chance of winning this division. Or maybe in a week or two, uh, you know, once again, when more of the off-season programs uh, uh, go into effect, that the uh, they'll see this again, they'll re-rank the Lions, and they'll re-rank everybody again, and maybe the Lions will jump up some. But once again, the Lions could play that uh, disrespected card, you know, fly under the radar. So, uh, once again, Lions fans, Detroit Lions, get out there. Show them what you're really made out of. Stafford, you know, get that swagger back. And uh, defense, uh, you know, just be that swarmy defense that we hope you guys can be. Uh, my next thing on the uh, my soapbox is uh, I was looking at the Bleacher Report, and they, uh, once again, they, they – uh, ranked all the rookie free agent signings for all the teams. Now, once again, I was just kind of interested in the division more so than anything. But uh, I guess they gave a little bit of love to the Lions. I mean, they gave them the second best uh, free agent signing class in the division. They gave them a C plus, and I know C plus isn't uh, you know, great by any stretch of any imagination. But uh, once again, like I said before, C's get degrees, so it is passing. Um, the the guys they really liked him mostly were uh, the offensive uh, guard out of Wisconsin, Bo Benchwald, I believe is how you pronounce his name. And they really liked him simply because there was an opening at right guard, and it could be a uh, open competition. And uh, with him coming from the uh, Wisconsin Badgers, running that pro-style offense, power running game that the Lions are looking to go to, they feel he may be able to slide right in there. The other guy they really, really liked, and which uh, I know me and Derek, we really didn't touch on this guy when uh, he uh, when we were talking about the rookie for agents before, that was uh, Malik Carey, the defensive lineman out of North Carolina. Um, I guess he had, um, over his career, and being defensive line in North Carolina, I think he had roughly about 9 or 10 career sacks. I know that doesn't sound like a whole lot, but for a D lineman, one that's not known for his pass rushing, um, that's 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 a decent stat. It's not that great, but it, it's decent. I don't don't see him being a very big impact player on this defensive line. Maybe in a, a year or two, he could you know turn out to be uh, you know something of a uh, you know he's a project right now. He could turn into a role role player for this team. Uh, there's a few other guys I'm kind of surprised they left out. I mean, those were the two main guys that they really touched on uh, with the Lions. And uh, once again, I know me and Derek talked about this. I talked about Trey Lamar, the linebacker out of Clemson. Ryan Pope, the offensive tackle out of San Diego State. Um, I also like uh, Ray Smith, the defensive tackle out of Boston College, simply because I think the Lions could always use more depth on that defensive line, get a nice rotation there. We know we do have they they do have some stars, but still, I, I think uh, more defensive line help could uh, could improve this team. And um, even a flyer on the cornerback out of Ball State, Josh Miller. Uh, Roy's looking for defensive backfield help. Once again, they signed Justin Coleman. They drafted uh, Davis out of Boston College. They got they got a oh also out of Penn State. That was for you, Derek. It wasn't as good as you, but uh, I, I tried using the nickname AO like you wanted us to. So uh, those are a couple guys that uh, 
could also impact this team. Once again, I do believe most guys, uh, the undrafted free agents and the tryouts that they give, these guys are just cannon fodder. They're going to come in. They're going to be tackling dummies for the stars when uh, when all the starters and uh, you know the second-tier guys want to break and practice. These guys will go, be going out there trying to put some stuff on tape for other teams. So uh, giving the Lions a C-plus, okay, I can live with that. But then uh, they, gave the Lions, they gave the Bears an A-plus. And uh, they gave the Packers and the Vikings both a C minus. So woohoo, we're better than the Packers and the Vikings. But uh, once again, C plus to C minus ain't that different. But once again, giving the Bears an A plus. And I, I kind of scrolled through the other ones, and I saw some other teams that had like like the Denver Broncos had an A, and there's a few other teams that had an A and a B here. But I'm like thinking to myself, they're the undrafted rookie free agents. And all I can think to myself was like, how can anybody get an A plus? I mean, like, was this something that these guys are like so great that they weren't drafted, and all of a sudden it's just like, ooh, it's the best of what's left, so we're gonna give these guys an A plus? I mean, me personally, I think like the highest grade you could probably give somebody is maybe a B. I mean, these guys weren't drafted for a reason, and yeah, we see every year one or two guys, you know, hook onto a roster, beat out a guy or two that's drafted, and then maybe even there's guys out there that uh, have great careers that were. Uh, undrafted free agents, you know, Rod Smith for Denver, um, Baldwin from Seattle, once again, uh, undrafted free agents that uh, went on to have great careers, and uh, once again, Baldwin's still out there, and even though uh, Seattle just cut him, but still, I mean, given an A+, and I mean, really, A+, I mean, it's, it's not like they were getting these top 10 guys that would, you know, just slip through seven rounds, I mean, A+, really, guys? Come on, but, uh, I mean, you know, the Lions only getting a C plus with that. And I mean, with the couple guys they named off, I mean, Bo Benchwall, I mean, like Derek said, he, he had offers from 20 other teams. I mean, 20 teams, man. Most of the league wanted this guy, and he decided to come to Detroit. And the best you could do was give the Lions a C plus. Come on, Bleacher Report. Once again, I think you Lions were snubbed a little bit, but as as we know before, I mean, the Lions don't get a whole lot of love, and they may be able to play that disrespected card that uh, I really like them to play. So that's it. I'm going to step off the soapbox now, and we're going to touch base on a few other things as well. First thing, uh, I don't know if everybody saw the uh, Taylor Decker interview uh, that he had this week. Uh, He was talking that he doesn't believe that his extension talks are going to be anywhere in the near future. Uh, I believe it might be one of those things where they'll wait to see how he plays this year. Now, as a rookie, he looked pretty decent, and he got injured, but he seems to have just kind of leveled off, and anybody that listens to the podcast here knows I feel he's just, I, I believe he's just Jeff Backus, that he's he's average to solid, um, he does have some untimely penalties, kind of like Jeff Backus did, you know, you know, holdings, false starts, and I understand, Jeff, you know, uh, Jeff Backus and uh, Taylor Decker, they Pretty much you're going against the best defensive uh, lineman on the other team, best pass rusher. So that stuff does happen. But Taylor Decker's nowhere near elite. So I believe the Lions are going to wait to see what happens with Taylor Decker if he if he improves. And then um, I don't know if this will affect them. If he does, you know, really bust out and become an elite tackle, it may cost him in the long run. I personally don't see that happening. 
I just I, I think he is what he is at this point. I don't think he's going to really take leaps and bounds forward and all of a sudden become like an Orlando Pace or you know an Anthony Munoz or Jackie Slater or something like that. I mean, he's I, I just think he's average. So if they do sign him to an extension, once again, it's going to have to be for um you know decent money and you know it's got to be worthwhile. I know that the Lions have seemed to spend a little money this off season and they still have a lot under the salary cap. And chances are, in a year or two, the salary cap will rise again. Um, but still, I mean, let's be wise with uh, with this signing. I mean, let's not pay him top. Let's not pay Taylor Decker top dollar if he's not a, a top dollar left tackle. And I believe right now, at this point, the Lions brass is uh, smart enough to realize that. So, playing the wait and see game, um, I'm I'm all for that with this team. It can uh, only help the team in the long run. Um, now the uh, rookie, the uh, rookies have had their uh, mini camp, and uh, I know on one of the prior episodes we were talking about the numbers, and um, I mentioned I thought Hawkinson would look good with the number 88, and because of the long name and the number, and besides it was Charlie Sanders' number. Um, once uh, and I forgot, I forgot that it was Charlie Sanders' number. Me being a longtime Lions fan, I'm so surprised that I'm like, that's right, that's Charlie Sanders' number, and I forgot it wasn't up on the Wall of Fame. I mean, I can't believe the Lions haven't retired Charlie Sanders' number. He's, Probably the greatest tight end on, on the t- in team history. He played on the Lions teams when there was a lot of lean years, and he was probably only one of the major offensive threats on the team. But uh, still, I mean, he is in the Hall of Fame, and he did do a lot for the the team staying with the uh, organization after his retirement. So, yeah, I mean, realizing that his number wasn't up on the Wall of Fame in Ford Field, it, it did kind of strike me. But, um, you know, it's going to be on uh, Hawkinson's back now. And everybody knows how I feel about tight ends in the top end of the first round, and even in the first round as it is. But uh, even if Hawkinson can play even, you know, half to three quarters as good as Charlie Sanders was, I mean, it's obviously going to be a worthwhile pick. But I I still don't know if it merits a a top eight pick. You know, sorry, Hawkinson. I mean, I realize a lot of people rated you pretty high, but uh, that's just my own personal feeling about tight ends in the first round. But uh, having something to strive for, Hawkinson said it was a real honor to – to uh, wear his number, it's nice to know that uh, he is uh, he, he's remembering Charlie Sanders. You know that realizing that it's, it's a number worn by a great, and uh, to honor it by really want to play it to that level. Okay, I, I will give you props, Hawkinson. Like Derek said, he's a meat and potatoes guy. It doesn't seem like he's going to be cocky, arrogant like prior tight ends that we had on the team. Always talking, he just wants to go out there and do his job, you know, and help the team win. So if you can do that for uh, you know, wearing Charlie Sanders' old number. You know, hats off to you. I hope you perform. You know, like I said, if not as well, at least you know three quarters as as well as uh, Charlie Sanders did. And I uh, was watching some other video, and uh, Jelani Tavai is uh, looking uh, pretty good. And everything that the coaches are saying that he is, uh, he's having, a, he had a pretty good uh, mini camp. Uh, not for sure how much of the defensive system they're trying to put in. Once again, like the whole team isn't there. They're just scheming out, seeing what they can do, running some basic drills. But uh, they said Devai was looking good. So, I mean, that's a definite plus. Uh, he is a guy I do not believe he will be a starter from day one. I think he's going to have to be one of those guys that really works himself into a position. Uh, I'm sure they'll probably run some schemes out there for him to get him on the field, you know, moving him from the outside, maybe, you know, keeping him on the inside. But uh, Tavai, I think he's going to have to earn a spot on the starting defense. He, even though he's a uh, second-round pick, I don't believe he's just going to get handed a spot. Yeah, he might start, you know, at the start of training camp at the bottom and have to work his way up. I just don't see him starting 
on the defense in the first four weeks of the season. I believe he's going to really have to get his feet wet, really show the coaches he can do something. And I don't think they're just going to let him learn, you know, under fire, especially with that first part of the Lions schedule being as tough as it is. He's, he's really going to have to show something for um, the Lions defense to uh, Lions coaches to put him on, on that starting defense. But uh, Tavai, another guy, I believe he's wearing number 51. Um, 51, uh, if you think back, once again, Dick Buckus number. Once again, not comparing him to Dick Buckus, and once again, he's more of a poor man's Chris Spielman to me, and I know Derek will get a kick out of that. That'd bring up Chris Spielman again, you know, one of the greatest lines of all time, well-known in college, tackling machine, you know, Tavai, tackling machine out at Hawaii, which we didn't see a whole lot of his games because they're played out in Hawaii. But still, I mean, once again, poor man's Chris Spielman. So uh, it's nice to have a couple of these guys that uh, may contribute at some point in the season. Derek, that, that statement was for you, may contribute. So uh, the rookies are looking pretty good so far. So as long as they can uh, continue to progress, uh, they could have uh, could have uh, some nice seasons right there. Uh, the next thing I wanted to talk about really was, uh, I know there's a lot of rumors going around about HBO's Hard Knocks. And I know for like the longest time, the lines weren't on there. And a lot of people, I, I believe, a lot of NFL fans, you know, as I feel, don't give the Lions any respect, and they really didn't care to see them, anyways. But um, there's a certain there's certain rules that HBO has to follow to be able to, uh, you know, pick a team for Hard Knocks. And right now, the Lions are one of those teams that don't, uh, you know, don't have any of those rules that just, you know, that HBO will not allow allow them to use that as a team. Uh, their coaches in the second year; they've never been on before. Um, I believe the Lions on Hard Knocks, I would love to see that. Um, I really enjoy watching Hard Knocks, especially some of the other teams. I mean, teams I really don't even care about. I really got into the the, the Browns one. I really like that one. Um, I really liked watching the Jets when they were on there, um, watching, you know, their coach... Uh, Ryan just swear all the time. That was that was just kind of funny. I, I realize it happens. I'm a big boy. I don't have virgin ears by any stretch of the imagination. But I think it would be pretty cool to actually see kind of behind the scenes down there in Allen Park. For um, as much as the coach and the front office, you know, Bob Quinn, Rob Wood, Matt Patricia, they're all really buttoned up during the season. Um, I know last year we were talking about, you know, does Bob Quinn need to talk more, you know, what the plan is for this team. Um, and we kind of debated it, saying, no, he really doesn't need to. Yes, he kind of owes the fans uh, an explanation. Matt Patricia, during his press conferences, um, Derek really loves him. I think he does a lot of coach speak, what coaches do. But seeing these guys, you know, on hard knocks, how they kind of act, you know, in the in the offices, you know how they talk, what the camaraderie is with all the other guys. That's that's a really cool thing to see. I really really like that, and um, maybe you get to see another side of Matt Patricia, and maybe it would bring some more fans, you know, to this team. You know, somebody's like, I really like this team. I think that's kind of what happened with the Browns. Um, I mean, they were the Browns. They were kind of like the same butt of the joke that the Lions were. But you know, the Browns went on that show. They got they got a little bit of a following. Even even like pregame shows like. Um, you know, CBS and Fox, they were talking about how people were actually talking about the Browns now as opposed to before. Uh, I think a big thing was being on hard knocks and that and drafting Baker Mayfield. I mean, once again, the Lions, you know, drafted um, Hawkinson, but still, I mean, they're, they're one of the, you know, main franchises that's been around forever. Um, they've never been on there. 
I think it may give fans another view of this team. I mean, they're going to tune in. I mean, obviously, Hard Knocks is a pretty popular show. I mean, it's been around for a while, and they, they don't do the same teams over and over again. I mean, they did Tampa Bay. They did, they did the Bengals. I mean, so knowing those teams that you know don't have as much success as, say, like the, the Packers or the Cowboys been on there a couple times, um, it, it's nice to see that. And I think it would be really, really cool to really, you know, get the behind-the-scenes look. It would really open up some eyes to, like, uh, uh, other fans of other teams to see what the Lions really are all about. And it sounds stupid, but what I really like is when they take, like, those real, those fringe guys and they follow those guys and um, and uh, how they react to things, how it, it kind of focuses on them in, in some of the games, you know, the bubble guys, how they're doing. And it does. I believe Hard Knocks really shows the warts of those guys as well. They don't just go out there and put like highlights down. I mean, yeah, they'll show the good plays, but they'll also show things that they do wrong. They'll sh- the, when they get over the sideline, it'll show the coach like really, really chewing them out. It'll show them, you know, doing that in practice, which which is really cool. And, and I know being at um, you know preseason you know practices, me and Derek going, you see that every once in a while. I I don't know if they're told to play it. You know on Hard Knocks, I don't know if they're told to play it up more for the camera. You know in the offices on the practice field, but I mean it does happen every once in a while. You see a coach getting another guy's face. I mean we saw it last year, Matt Patricia telling guys to run laps if they dropped a pass, you know, or or um, missed a block or fumbled a ball. You know you got it. You know got at them and said go run a lap I mean we saw big Mike Roberts have to do it a couple times when we were down there so I I think it's just these guys in their own skin the cameras are there they're used to being on camera you know being in games and you know playing at big colleges so being cameras there I don't think they're going to shy away and you know freeze up but um I'm I'm just a believer that uh if the Lions were on hard knocks they would definitely open some eyes to some of the other fans around here and once again, I, I think it would bring a little more respect to the Lions. They'd get a little more buzz for them. I mean, we love them. That's why we watch them. I mean, this is the, you know, this is the fans' podcast right here. This is what we do. We love talking about them. You know, uh, you know we're always wanting them to win. But uh, I believe with these on there, other fans looking at them, they might get a different perspective of a Matt Stafford. They might get a different perspective of, you know, a Trey Flowers. Even with us, his first year being here. You know, he was out in New England before. You know, getting more up close. He might be one of those guys that they would focus on. Who wouldn't love to see more Darius Slay? I would love to see more big play Slay. More of his quotes. Oh, my gosh. I love listening to his talks, you know, after games. Derek's always shooting me, you know, little tidbits, you know, saying, hey, did you hear this? Did you hear this? It's so funny. Just to listen to him, Darius Slay. I think you would be awesome on Hard Knocks. Watching him, him and Quadre Diggs. I mean, Quadre Diggs picking up. I'm a leader now. Watching him on there. Oh my gosh! Just thinking about it right now, I get excited about it. I mean, I mean, how awesome would that be? You know, for Lions fans to be able to sit down and watch these guys. You know, you know, behind the scenes at practice, kind of about in their home life with with their uh, with their family. You know, their wife, their kids, their significant other. I mean, it would just be something really interesting. So, once again, if it happens, I'll be one of the guys tuning in, watching it, you know, loving more and more Lions football. So, that's never a bad thing to uh, shine, a, shine a spotlight on the Lions. Now, on the other hand, once again, if the Lions do not get on there, it kind of puts them, it kind of keeps them under the radar. And I think... I, I sometimes I'm a, I really like when the Lions are disrespected and they fly under the radar and they jump up and bite teams like you know hey you weren't expecting nothing out of us and here we are. If they don't go on hard knocks, they can still play that card. 
hey, look, guys, they didn't choose us. They, they, they don't want us. Let's go out there and show them what we're really all about. So they could play that card as well. But as Derek says, they're pros. They probably don't worry about that stuff. They just want to go out there and win. But uh, I know there's a lot of there's there's some guys out there that use it as motivation, even as pros. You know, you know Michael Jordan was famous for it. You know, I know it's a different sport, but he would make stuff up in his head just to get mad at guys on the other team to and use it as motivation to go out there and play his best game against them. So it does happen in the pros. So I'm sure there's guys on the Lions team if they weren't picked for Hard Knocks and they were one of the remaining two teams and they went with somebody else, they could use it as a uh, disrespect card and go out there and let's really show the NFL what we're all about. You know, going into Matt Patricia's second year, he's going to be more comfortable with the team. He's got a few more of his guys that he really likes. He'll be able to install more of his defense. You know, his, on the offense will be coming around as well. Uh, carry on second year. Hopefully the offensive line improves. So hard knocks could be uh, one of those good things for the team to draw more fans and um, really shine a spotlight on them and catapult them like the Cleveland Browns of last year. Or it could really, you know, really set the team off and say like, hey, they disrespected us, they didn't like us. Let's go use that as motivation to show these guys, you know, what we could do. So once again, though, if they were picked on Hard Knocks, I I would love to watch these guys, you know, anytime. So with that being said, I mean, I realize um, they have more uh, off-season training programs coming up here in May. Um, I know uh, these... uh, some are mandatory and some are more voluntary. And uh, I would love for the guys to show up. I mean, I think it's always good for everybody to be there, uh, get to know your, t- you know, the rest of the team, get the rookies, you know, to know the guys coming in, and uh, getting everybody there so even they can just practice a little bit scheme, even if it's just a basic walkthrough here and there, a few, uh, you know, just getting this lineup sets where guys may fit. And I know they got plenty of time to do that in minicamp in, in June and then in uh, the preseason, you know, starting in August. But the more team can bond starting at some point in the year, it can only help this team in the long run. So I know with um, more of the off-season trainings uh, coming up in late May and early June, uh, me and Derek will be talking about that a little more. So uh, we look forward to a little more on that. And uh, at that point, I know we'll have a little better handle on this team, you know, who will be where, who, who could be the starters, where kind of uh, – that where the uh, depth chart sits at that time. So um, with that being said, I think that's going to wrap up everything I really got to talk about today. Once again, I uh, got on my soapbox a couple things again. Once again, I hate when the Lions are disrespected by everybody in the NFL. Uh, the rookies are looking pretty decent at, uh, at their little uh, mini camp right now. A um, few guys left over from the rookie free agents that we'd really like to see. And uh, once again, uh, I really hope uh, Taylor Decker, if he does take leaps and bounds forward where he wants to get paid, this is going to be the year we really need to do that. So that, and uh, I really hope the Lions get our hard knocks. I think I would love to see that. So once again, everybody, I really appreciate you uh, listening to me today. And um, I will look forward to uh, getting back with Derek uh, next week and uh, bringing you a couple more casts. Until that time, um, if you need anything, hit me up on Twitter. I'll be there and uh, try to respond to you guys. So uh, everybody, have a good weekend, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Have a good night. Drink it in, man.